Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. How you doing, Dad? Very well, thank you. We're in uh, new surroundings, as you can see from behind me. We've um, yes, got to new setup. Place. Yeah. Well, we got to the place we wanted to be uh, six months ago. That is um, in down in our um, newly renovated um, ground floor area. Is that absolutely fabulous? It is. You know, I've been talking about it over the last few weeks, certainly, and uh, saying we, we, it's coming along. It's coming along. Well, it's come along now. And now we're um, we're um, not quite finished. There's still a few little bits, but uh, we're looking forward to seeing you later and uh, showing you around it. Absolutely, yeah, I can't wait to see it. And of course, this area downstairs used to be your gallery many years ago, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh, and so you're still able to make use of it even to this day. It's not a gallery anymore. <laughs> No, 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 no. We're not going to have any pictures on the wall. Um, the only thing we're going to put on walls are the um, uh, a big clock we've, we've, we've got. And we, we might put something else as decoration, but we're not going to have pictures on the wall. Not down here. There's enough of them upstairs in the in the other rooms. So, um, <laughs> this is going to be, this is really going to be uh, an entertainment area, really, um, as we've already experienced. And um, an area where we can, uh, you know, mum can do some of her sewing that she's been looking forward to doing you know with freedom and uh it, it's just altogether a very nice place to be excellent oh, i'm so pleased i'm so pleased i'm looking forward to to later on when i'm coming down um so what uh, have you been up to this week dad well this week uh, i've been um working on a picture um of a, a Dalmatian. We're going to show bits of it. Uh, I'm still working on it, so I can't show a finished picture yet, but uh, it's coming along very well. Uh, the idea of this one, in fact, I was attracted when we see the picture, um, I'll explain more. I was attracted to it because I haven't done a dog for a while. Uh, I think I'll go back to the domestic animals because I know most of the pictures that we get are of animals by our members, so I know that they love them. And uh, I, I was particularly struck with this one. Well, let's, we may as well talk about it as you've brought it up. We've got a couple of things that we'll talk about today, but the Dalmatian is one of them. So let's pop up the reference photo, so the original photograph. Um, right. So what did attract you about this one, Dad? Well, uh, what attracted me is the pose. Um, it's a straight profile, so you're looking at it sideways on, which gives you a, a very good um, uh, image of the mouth in this particular case and the general poise. And what I was particularly struck with, the, the, uh, the alertness of the animal is obviously looking at something, not very angry, probably having a pant, but he's really, he's got his mouth quite wide open and uh, showing all of the uh, intricate bits of the uh, dog's mouth, I'm sure people are aware of it. Uh, and that's what attracted me really. It was a mouth and a pose. The mouth I knew was going to be uh, a bit of a challenge, not necessarily to me because I've done it before, but uh, it would be something that um, uh, I'm sure our members will enjoy doing because they're going to be um, they're going to be doing something similar, 
if it's not on the uh, a, a, a sideways, uh, it would be forward. But same thing, same problem. And the other thing that uh, attracted me was the background, how good it was just below the, on the left-hand side, below the mouth and round the, the nose, and how terrible it was above. You can see how, I mean, you'd imagine trying to replicate, replicate that. The first problem you're going to have is how can you differentiate between the top of the, the back and the head of the animal to the background. You'd have to do something else. So I thought, well, how am I going to get over that? And that is going to be something that I'm going to pose for people this week. What would you do if you were me? How would you create the image against uh, a background? I think it's something interesting, and I'm sure people will you know, scratch their heads and say, well, what, what am I going to do? What could I do? Because we've got another picture coming up where I'm going to explain a background that someone's having problems with. Uh, so this is, again, quite apt. Uh, but we'll show, if we can, the other picture which I've got, which is getting towards finishing. It's only the, the head has been done, but I haven't done the mouth. I deliberately, I deliberately took this picture so that, again, I can pose the question so they can see how I'm getting on with it, but they can see also the problems that uh, I'm faced with. Absolutely, yeah. So that one is up on screen now, so people can can see that. Um, so it looks uh, it's looking great so far, and the um, the pattern on the Dalmatian is looking really good. You've got that kind of real, very realistic greyness to the white areas, um, and I can see we can see you've got you've just got the mouth going in now. Mm -hmm. um, so are these all Faber-Castell pencils that you're using? Are you, are you reaching no. for anything different for this? No, no, no. Um, I can tell you a few of the pencils that I'm, I'm doing. Um, one of them is going to be uh, the... I, I can't remember the number now. It's a Caran Dash anyway. 093, I think. I think that's the number. And that, together with a Creta Colour, which is a brown, I can't remember that number, um, those two colours are added to the whites and the greys on the animal. So uh, I can describe the colour for you. When I was looking at it and I was putting the colours on, I thought, this has got a very unique tone to it. And so I, I found the, um, the Caran d'Ache, which is like a, a very light mauve tone. Uh, pinky mauve, I think probably I would describe it as. And that was then put on top of the greys, on top of the white. And then after that, and that was very, you can't, you can't put it on strong. It's got to be a very light touch. This is where the pastel work comes in ideal for this, because it just takes it off the pencil. You just have to touch it to the paper and it, it releases the, the pastel. And the other colour, which once having put that on, I thought this is not working exactly as I want it. Uh, was this uh, Creta colour, which is a, a mid-brown-ish tone. They're very different colours. The different makes we've got are very different. And uh, this is why if you can draw on those different pictures, uh, the different pencils, um, you've got an advantage. And that 
really gave me the, the effect that I wanted. So very unusual. It was an unusual um, combination. I haven't done that before. Hmm, that's really interesting. Um, when we're looking at the mouth now and the reference picture, it looks quite intricate. So how do you approach the mouth? How do you start that? How do you plan for doing that part? Right. Well, that's quite easy for me to answer because it's base colours. It's all to do with base colours. You have to put in a colour which is uh, compatible with the stronger tones that you're going to use. Now, what stronger tones are you going to use? Well, you, experience helps you here. But you'd be looking at the mouth, you'd be looking at um, mauvey pink and red. But it can't be a red red. It's got to be um, a tinted red, more in the mauvey range and we've got and this is where the um, Faber-Castell comes in handy and also the other colour which I can tell you is the pink which is 630 I think I think it's 630 in Creta colour it's a light pink now that can be put in to give you if the lighter areas you know all those light areas you can see that's the colour that you can put in there as a base colour so once you've got your base colours in then you can work on the intermediary colours that are going to be necessary. And then finally, you're looking at the dark colours. And in the roof of the mouth, just under the uh, top of the, uh, the opening, you've got uh, black added. Now, you're not going to be able to see that until next week, but that is added as an extra, really, to give that extra little bit of punch. But I can tell you the mouth looks super. I've actually done that now and it looks absolutely gorgeous so i think it's uh, something that people can savor for next week absolutely yeah we'll have an updated picture for everyone next week um just as a side note the 630 i think you mean is karen dash uh because creta color are all one something no, two no, it's something one, it's 130s Oh, one thirty in in Creta color. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the tanned um, yeah. dark. Yeah, the the, the mid tone pink. I think in and Creta there's also, color. There's also I can tell you there is a, another little um, something to leave you with. There is another color which I haven't used very much at all, and that's a carbothello, and that is that is seven seventy. If you're going to look that up, it's a mo. It's a I think it's Payne's gray. In fact. But it's um, a very um, bluey Payne's grey. And that is used... No, I won't tell you where that's used. You'll have to wait until you see the picture. <laughs> then I can explain. But it's, I wouldn't have believed that I could have used that colour. Let's put it that way. Fantastic. I love this. The diving into different ranges and seeing where they can be applied um, is ideal. Um, I know that people... Um, find it tricky to to do pictures when there's multiple colours which is why I, I think your approach of just tapping into a few um, mm. kind of just allows people just to introduce it without having to buy a full set in um, and if people can over time just get a few colours here and there mm. it'll make a huge difference to your pictures and you get lots of in between colours you know when you just when you look at the ranges you can see that like Carbothello has such a vast array of, of greys, it's crazy. Um, you know, uh, Karen Dash have those almost luminance kind of 
um peachy tones uh, and carbothello have a couple of like lime greens you know really wild colors and um it's interesting if you can start integrating a few of those uh brands in with an uh one another you get some really amazing um effects so this is sounds like this is a good one for just tapping into a few of those additional colors lovely excellent well let's move on to an email that we had from carol and carol asked hi stephen colin this is my version of the famous mallard train let me just turn my sound down uh built in my hometown of doncaster in 1928 and holds the world's fastest steam train record of 128 miles per hour which took place in 1938 um so i've had to do this she says i've had to do this all on my own not using any videos um and uh, i know that colin has done two steam train pictures but neither seemed fitting for the shape of the mallard and that's true because this is a very unique shaped train um i've put some steam coming out of the funnel but would like some advice on the background color i've done it in green and i which i hoped would graduate up from the grassy area behind the tracks but I don't think that this is working and I don't want to mess around with it and make things worse. I'd really like a little bit of help with this, as you can see. Uh, my picture is on the, well, actually on this, I think it's going to be at the top when I show this on screen. Um, and the reference picture didn't have a background. Um, I'm also struggling with the foreground, but not as badly as the background. So... I sent the pictures to you, Dad, so that you can yes, have Yes, I've a got them on my phone, which I'm looking at as well. So, See if we can um, offer any advice for Carol. I can, indeed. Well, the first thing I would say is forget the background for the moment. Look at the train and look at it, what it's doing. It's got white smoke coming out of it. So you've got to have, you've got to have something that contrasts with that. Now, what, um, oh, sorry, what's the name of the lady? It's Carol. Carol, right, Carol. What Carol's done is put the green behind it. Well, that's fine, but it's a bit boring, to be honest. And this is what Carol's finding. We want something a bit more interesting. One of the things you've really got to do with something like this is be, you know, with the animals, I can be impressionistic. I can just use my finger and make it all, you know, um, uh, as foggy. Well, it's not so easy to do that with, a, with a, something like this, as you've seen with my pictures. So what I would do with this, I would split that up a little bit. In other words, you've got the, you've got the, the steam. What I would do is, now, whether you're going to be able to do this, I don't know, but you're going to have to put some strong greens in there. What I would do is go halfway between the track and the top of the picture, halfway, I would draw a line. Don't make it a very strong line, but draw a line. It will probably come just around halfway down the funnel. You don't want to. You don't want to do it against the uh, at running the same line as the top of the train. You, you don't want that. You don't want two lines running together. So that's what I would do. And then I would make that leave that the green. You can add colours to that. There's no reason why you couldn't put some ochre in that. You've done it in the foreground. You can put it in there. I don't think you need to do too much more. And then above that, I'd put a line of trees, strong, dark trees in. And that will give you a, a really 
strong contrast to the uh, the uh, smoke. So that um, is what I would suggest. The other thing I would do, and this is quite an interesting, if you can, uh, in the front of the train, uh, just above the bump bumpers where you've got some uh, obvious green, I'd put a fence in, just a few stakes. Again, it's just a little extra that uh, you can do. But it, it otherwise, and I'd leave the foreground, I'd leave that as it is. It's not too bad. I, I would probably have, have put some more earth in that. I wouldn't have broken the grass up a little bit, but I wouldn't worry about it now. I'd leave that. And uh, But that should solve the problem. It's interesting, isn't it? Adding some a bit more interest um, to, to this, so you really create that setting. Um, like you say, a little fence, little stake posts, and this is your style, isn't it, of just adding little mm. interesting details which um, really create the atmosphere mm. of, of being there. What you don't want to do here is put any sky in. You haven't got room for it. So the, the line of trees that I've mentioned is fine. You don't have to make those very obvious. They can be out of focus. You can check that with some of my trees that I've got of distance. You don't see any detail in it. It's just uh, a line of trees. But mm. that that's, would, would give you... The only thing I can see that you, I wouldn't have a problem with, but you might, is the funnel is, is very dark. And the top of the train isn't too bad, but you've got to make sure that you can see the top of the train. You don't want to put um, the same tone through that otherwise you're not going to see it you've just got to play with that a little bit so the trees could be lighter in places to obviate that it's kind of like you're just kind of cheat not cheating it but you're you're playing it to your advantage the trees and the lights mm. just so that it still separates the train from that area that's right what you're doing really in in is is paying attention to the main item which in this case is the train that's the most important part. Everything else is um, just furnishing your um, background areas. That's what you're doing, giving a bit of a back cloth to it. You don't want to make that any, any more detail. The fence can be, the fence can be, because it's more or less in line with the train. That can be more detailed. But beyond that, no, it's got to be out of focus. Okay. Okay, great. And, and it'd be nice if, if Carol can send that to us once she's finished it. We can we can put it on the screen, have a look at it. Yeah, Besides. absolutely. Yeah, uh, I hope that's helped Carol. And um, if anyone else uh, might be struggling with similar things, um, I hope that helps you too. It's always interesting to discuss these problems and how you dad would get over them um, and things that you would do. So if anyone has anything else that they'd like to send us, then please get in touch with us. Um, we'll discuss the Dalmatian next week um, to see how you got on, as I'm sure it will be finished uh, and we can do the final reveal. Um, but in the meantime, we will leave it there for this week. So thank you everyone for listening and watching. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy, Enjoy your week. week.